Did you guys see the uh, Paul Pelosi attack video? Yeah. Yeah, it's I, fucking I, weird. I have not seen it. It is I missed really it. really weird. It's really weird. Um, the only th- part that's like, I don't know, I guess it's like dark humor. Um, but they, so what happens basically, right, is there's a released footage of th- this dude like breaking into the window. Um, and the 911 and, call too. Yeah. yeah. And um, basically, uh, you know, goes in and has like a conversation with Paul Pelosi and there's like a hammer. And I think he brought the hammer. That's what he used to get in the yeah. building. And, but the... Um, They're just the, talking it out. Well, they're both holding this hammer, okay. and he hasn't done any violence to Paul yet. Yeah. Okay. And then the cops come to the door, and they, like, knock on the door, and then, you know, they, I think, like, open the door, because it doesn't seem like the, you know, Paul or the assailant are, like, close enough to open the door, like, the door's unlocked or something, and they open the door, and then they like, what the fuck is going on? They shine their flashlight on, you know, the two people, and the uh, guys, like, they're, they're holding... They're both holding onto this hammer. Paul Pelosi has a drink in his hand. <laughs> yeah, King. Like, like a fresh, like yeah. looking, like looking like a freshly poured drink. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. And the police go, "Drop the hammer!" And the guy goes, "Um, nope." And then he, he, <laughs> he like, yanks it away from Paul's hand and just goes for his dome. It's and fucked up. It, yeah, it's it, like a horror movie. Yeah, like watching the way that he hits him. It's yeah, really fucked up. It's like oh, amazing wow. that paul survived yeah like like which is to yeah. say like that looked like a death blow yeah uh, in the in the footage um i guess that explains why because i was always wondering like how, what the fuck kind of scenario happened where like you someone can break into your house assault you with a hammer and then like the cops like stop you while you're being assaulted or or something like i never like if someone's coming at you with a hammer and they've already overpowered you you're probably dead unless they choose to not kill you and it, so it just like never made sense to me how like this played out but i guess like this situation that you just described i guess makes a certain kind of sense but the 911 call is also very weird yeah. like he he you know paul calls 911 and he's like there's a gentleman here and he's waiting for my wife and and she, and the operator is just like does not know what to do with any of this. She like it doesn't sound like an emergency to her. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a but home invasion. It or does like- seem a little like he's talking because it's so weird. It sounds like he's talking in code. He's like, "Do you know where the Capitol Police are?" And she's like, "Sir, you're in California." And he goes, "I know, but usually <laughs> there are Capitol Police at my home to help." And he's saying it all very calmly, yeah. but. To me, what it sounds like, in retrospect, obviously, I have the benefit of hindsight. She doesn't. Um, is that he's asking, are there any police, like, right here, right now, who can help me? Because, yeah. and he keeps saying, there's a gentleman. Uh, he, oh, he wants me to go. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm just gonna go. Um, he's saying, he's, he's calling me a lazy, a lazy ass or something. He says, like, something about he's calling me lazy. And it's, it's, did he ever it's, consider introducing himself as Paul Pelosi, the husband of Nancy Pelosi? That could have says, probably yeah, he says cleared Paul some Pelosi, stuff. My, okay. Yeah, he says, my wife is Nancy Pelosi. Okay. No, he does, yeah. So the 911 operator is just, like, not She seems to have really dropped this. the ball. Yeah. But here's uh, the thing. Like, when you call 911, it doesn't matter what you say on the phone. They're sending somebody. Right. You don't call yeah. 911 and they just be like, oh, sorry, it's a mistake. Like, they send somebody. Well, yeah. I know uh, that because my friend, when I was, like, nine years old, my next-door neighbor, who was seven years old, uh, called 911, quote-unquote, accidentally um and you know they come <laughs> in the in the right neighborhoods uh this was not the right neighborhood okay well this yeah, is absolutely yeah. not the right okay. neighborhood this okay. is i mean i guess it was the right neighborhood for police to be generally because it was a, an extremely poor yeah. neighborhood in florida yeah. but um but yeah like very bizarre and then there was like an interview that the police did with the dude like i think like immediately after arresting him or whatever and they're like so like what's going on and he's like well you know it all started with hillary but then the person who was lying on tv every day was nancy pelosi and he like you know i i I don't know like what his ultimate objective was like to assassinate uh, nancy or like just to like lecture her i think with a hammer with a hammer yeah, I think yeah. She, he wanted to yell at her and then beat her with a hammer yeah probably I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he had a very elaborate fantasy that he wanted to play out that involved like you know a mr smith goes to washington mixed with like rambo sort yeah. of scenario but how did he not and know that the, she was at congress 
And and also, it's pretty bizarre that the cops don't, like, have their weapons drawn when they enter the home of a home invasion, like, scenario, you know, like this. It, it, like, it, it, they just had the flashlight out, and they basically subdued um, the assailant before uh, Paul died, but, like, just barely. <laughs> like, you know, it. I don't know. It was, it was I very, think it was because strange. the 911 operator really dropped the ball on it, and they just had no idea what they were walking into. And it's, again, in a very, very rich neighborhood. If this had been in a different neighborhood, just uh, in the wrong kind of neighborhood, then, down yeah, they it would have been a SWAT team, yeah. you know, with 17 guns drawn. Yeah, and probably. Paul Pelosi would have been shot as soon as he opened the door. <laughs> He's also like not wearing pants. So he remember there PJs, was like yeah. I got to watch was, this video. This sounds amazing. I think Elon Musk spread the rumor or or perpetuated the rumor that was started by somebody else that this was like a gay thing gone wrong, gays gone wrong if you will. Um and it was like immediately by some authority maybe like the the local police said that like he was not uh pantsless. Like just like that's 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 a lie. He he was wearing pants, but he's not wearing pants. Not that that means it's gay. I'm just saying yeah, it's no, a it's little not- weird that, you know, they uh, they instantly said that he wasn't, that he was wearing pants, but he's not wearing pants. Yeah, I mean, if... if <laughs> Which a, is none of my fucking business. If a home invader caught me in the middle of the night, you know, breaking in with a hammer, I would be pantsless, too. I would be wearing a lot less than boxers, yeah. yeah. All, all heterosexual men are never nudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fellas, is it is it gay to... to not wear pants at any point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Jorts only. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's just crazy, man. Yeah, so a lot of other uh, cop shit in the news. Um, yeah. I, the, bizarrely, the police are protesting um, the in uh, Haiti. Uh, and they basically set up barricades. They burned tires in the street. And they were uh, basically doing like a sort of militant shutdown of uh infrastructure in response to um murders of police officers i think like 10 over the last three weeks by gang members ah. and so they're trying to lobby the um prime minister to quote do something but they would be the ones to do the thing right like i guess it's, I, I, i've never I, seen police depends on what they're asking for yeah, yeah. yeah. like I mean, maybe in france like a, a police protesting and like doing flaming barricades and stuff yeah like, it's, it is a national pastime of French. I mean, of the cops French. protest in the United States. Yeah, it just looks different. It yeah. looks very different, but yeah, yeah like yeah. they go, they show up to like city council, you know, meetings and uh, intimidate people when they're discussing possibly reducing their budget or just not lift, just not raising, raising their budget. It, yeah, right. budget. And then yeah, January six, obviously. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I uh, um we, we hate the situation. In Haiti isn't something we've we've talked about, but it's just like a pretty pretty drastic like american imperial like project going on right there we like we invaded for a little while uh um to establish you know quote-unquote peace and there's like for a while like no one in control of haiti was elected they like dissolved parliament and then like a bunch of other there's the assassination yeah there's a yeah yeah um and uh, apparently uh, yeah like it was just like a real crisis of 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 government in haiti it's really a disturbing situation so it would make sense that like if there's like no uh clear uh position of like legitimate authority that yeah the police is uh, the police are just like another group of people that don't feel safe and like are gonna and don't and probably you know are asking for more weapons to like keep themselves safe and create some sort of you know patronage network where that they can use to then establish uh, a beachhead of authority or something but yeah. like that's um uh yeah it's that's a crazy fucking situation on that island Jeez, and after everything we've done to stabilize the region and build <laughs> democracy yeah right so gosh oh my gosh yeah. really just goes to show you that some people can't be can't be helped they're so ungrateful <laughs> yeah um uh police here still acting bad yep. um really disturbing uh video came out uh we're recording on Sunday, but you know, last Friday of uh, uh, in Memphis, uh, where five um, police officers, uh, you know, fatally beat this 140 pound like guy, Tyree um, Nichols, who they Tyree describe Nichols, yeah. many times as skinny. Yeah, because it's a it's a pursuit. It's an it's a yeah. on foot pursuit, and like when they're describing him, they keep saying like a skinny black male. Yeah, and like yeah, so. 
why what did the you fuck? yeah yeah so <laughs> why, did, why did you do that yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. did i don't recommend that people watch the video you know it, it you you get the gist of it just hearing about it very disturbing uh, but I did watch all of the video, including like CNN had uh, linked up the audio from one of the um, body cams that had got dropped to the ground with um, like street, like street uh, camera footage. Yeah. Um, and that allows you to like sort of see like what's going on more, much more clearly and hear what's going on. And it's really, really, really fucked up. I wanted to talk about that a little bit, like the different the the different kinds of footage and how all you need all of them together to tell the true story, mm-hmm. which we very rarely have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah, the city produ- put out four different videos of varying lengths between like eleven minutes and half an hour. They uh, three of them are from different body cameras, and then a fourth one is from what looks to be like a camera mounted maybe on like a like a street light street pole light, yeah. or something mm-hmm. yeah and and you're right Brittany. it would take like um several different it, it, it's hard it's hard to get like the full picture from the way that they distributed them so we know that cops use a strategy when they are wearing body cameras of you know screaming things like stop resisting give me your hands get on the ground even when the subject that they're um that they're brutalizing is on the ground is yeah. not resisting like yeah. we know that they do that and or they give contradictory orders like right. more than one give, yeah. yeah yeah that was definitely like what i was watching was yeah. like they were giving a series of commands from multiple people that was like technically impossible to uh comply with or, or like they're holding both of his hands yelling give me give your me hands, hands. Yeah. While yeah. They have get on the, the ground yeah. while their knee is on his back yeah. and he's on the ground but it's it's very insidious i don't think that it's you know i, I think that the purpose of it is to you know who are you going to believe me or your lion eyes like if you say this even whatever the footage shows you are kind of psychologically inclined to you know hear the commands and believe that the person is not resist that the person is resisting resisting, or like even if i can't see it like they must be doing something you know like they're pulling away or whatever you know whatever it is just something that i can't see but when you have and you can't see shit with the with the on-person body cams that the cops are wearing one one the guy it falls off for a while it's just like in this scuffle on the ground um i'm sure that was a mistake yeah but but because of the mounted static camera combined with the audio you really do get to see i think that if it wasn't for that static camera this never would have been a national story like i don't think that we would even probably be talking about it i don't think anyone would have gotten fired same with if he hadn't died david and i were talking about this if he had survived that interaction i don't think that we would have heard about it um yeah i mean you know it's it's totally it's very unprecedented, which is to say, like, the five cops were immediately fired uh, at the end of an internal investigation and then charged with second-degree murder uh, in the days leading up to the video's release. And then the chief of police of Memphis, uh, who is a black woman, all the officers are also black. Yeah, black. everybody um, involved in the incident is black, except yes. for one white cop who we don't hear anything about, but who is one of the people who's dragging him out of the out of the car. Yes, um, and has uh, arrives on the scene with a uh, gun drawn. Yeah, uh, because you you get their body cam footage, and they're like, yeah. And uh, he's the one who says, uh, "I hope they stomp him." Yeah. I think is what what they say after he flees, and and they pursue on foot. I yeah. think he's the one who says, "You know, I hope they stomp him," or so, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really fucked up. And the um the the chief police was basically like, "What you're going to see is going to upset you." What you're going to see is going to make you want to uh, protest. You're going to see a bunch of officers that broke their vow to serve and protect and doing pretty much the exact opposite of that. And like, I've never, ever seen the cops throw their own under the bus in such a direct way, like, which is to say, like, straight up say, like, name and shame the, the people like right from the jump and i think it is because the the video evidence is so damning and like you know he was accused of like quote-unquote reckless driving and it's very unclear why they rip him out of the vehicle in the first place but as you were saying Brittany, like they basically just from the jump are 
put going to put a beating on this guy. Like, yeah. you know, they're, they immediately give him con- conflicting and impossible to follow uh, directions. And, you know, at one point he's like, you guys are doing a lot right now. Like, what's yeah. going on? Like Very like, early in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. just like, what, what, like, I'm complying. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And they're just continuously shouting like, give me your hands, give me your hands. And you can see that they have both of his hands. Yeah. And then they have a taser on his leg and they're threatening to tase him. And it's all like this just sadistic torture violence. And they, the, they pepper spray him over so and over and each other and each other and and, and, yeah and like um then they uh what do you call it they the only reason that he gets up and runs away in the first place is they cleared him to tase him so that they could not get electrocuted themselves right so like let's just say something about this actual force so this was the scorpion squad which was a elite task force designed to deal with you know yeah like scorpions crime like that kind of thing they are in unmarked i think they're chargers yeah they're They're like big dodge chargers yeah yeah. they're very souped up unmarked cars they are wearing like hoodies they don't look like cops imagine you somebody pulls you over with just like what looks like those very informal red and blue lights. Anybody mm-hmm. can get those lights. Yeah. It's a black charger that's unmarked. A guy wearing a hoodie gets out and pulls you out of your car. I'm running. I don't know who you are. I don't know why. You, I, I don't know that you have any authority right now to be interacting with me. I mean, this was such a clear cut case of like, you know, a, a, a victim who not is. Who not only like does every isn't the point isn't whether or not he did everything right. The point is that it's such a confusing interaction that he did what any human being yeah. with their faculties present would want to do, which yeah. is to get away from these unknown, very scary people. And like you know, to the degree that he wasn't resisting, right? Because he wasn't. Um, and they were torturing him. They were beating him. They were pepper spraying him. And then they were electrocuting him. And then the second he has the opportunity to get it away, he does. And then that is the justification to give him a three-minute beating, like, while r- restrained. Well, and you want to know something that'll fuck you up. The spot where he is getting beaten is three blocks from his mother's house. Oh, my God. Yeah, so when he's, so like, when he yelling for his, his mother, mom, yeah, he's not just, you know... It's not just... he's Spontaneous. A, yeah, yeah, he's not just, like, regressing to, a, like, a fetal, like, state of mind from being concussed so many times. Yeah. It's like, he, just, he literally... He knows he's close to safety, and yeah. he's, oh my God. you know, hope against hope that he might get there. Yeah. Uh, so, th- the reason that it's... Uh, what's just like really there's some sort of level of like disturbing branding going on about like the fact that it's called like the scorpion unit not o- unit not only because like you know like there's that whole fable about like the scorpion and how you shouldn't trust it because its nature is to kill and it will even like suicidally kill you if it even means like its own destruction like that's maybe a little on the nose yeah uh right but it's also like Someone sat down with a pen and paper and came up with this fucking acronym. It's like the Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. That's, it's, a, it's an acronym that spells out Scorpion. And it's just like the most like disturbing. Somebody just picked Scorpion, thought it sounded cool, and worked backwards from there. Well, yeah, yeah. there were like Street Crime Operation. Okay, SC. Okay, well, close. And like, I can get there. Like, like it's, Scones? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> score? No. Yeah. And so, like, and I, um, this is, this, you know, street crimes, like driving a car and like, you know, maybe failing to signal at a stop. (laughs) Um, and and so there's two things. One, that particular kind of what's called saturation policing, uh, is, um, when they just, they've disbanded this unit, which Mm -hmm. just means that like all the, you know, the officers that weren't immediately, uh, charged with second degree murder these five that are involved just get reassigned yeah, yeah they don't they don't um, wear the sweatshirts anymore yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. yeah they're yeah. like uh, yeah. we gotta i know you guys love the branding but yeah turn in the challenge coins folks <laughs> you know it, like um there's like uh um you know, like it, it, it's a term called saturation policing and, and when they disbanded the unit they said that they were they were no longer going to do that kind of uh that that tactic mm-hmm. um and and ev- so many police departments have this exact same kind of like sadistic police like beating problem right like i mean obviously lots of police departments do but like this but like this kind the style of of policing is particularly bad for this in troy we had a drug enforcement unit that did something similar like saturation policing and uh the fbi had to disband them uh when um they were found to be like illegally entering uh apartments and planting drugs 
and yeah, like kept taking breaking bribes. into random yeah. apartments and yeah. leaving drugs there and, 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 and bragging about it yeah. to like the landlord. It was like it was incredible. So like um, uh, one one of the people uh, disbanded was a comital. That was uh, you know um, we do love the comitals. Yeah, they do love the comitals. That's a it's a well respected family in the Troy Police Department. Um, and uh, uh, you know, so it's like it, it's. And I had seen something where, like, this police chief that threw them under the bus had, like, established a similar uh, um, unit somewhere else and had a similar problem. And that this particular unit had had complaints lodged against them and nothing had happened. That I, that I believe. I don't... I, I couldn't corroborate the other one. But, like, that, so it's, like, it's it's just another one of these, like, very predictable situations. And I, and I also have this... Um, this phrase popped into my head and it's like been uh like intrusive and so i just have to like say it out loud and that is um uh uh black faces in piggy places won't get us free oh that's a good one <laughs> whoa i just keep i just keep thinking about that all the time yeah <laughs> now, <laughs> black faces piggy places not it's not it's not the way to go yeah. right he's like all he's, like we said all five of these cops that did this are black i think nwa pretty quickly directly understood what the role of the black police officer, right, as like showing off for the white one uh, to show their allegiance. They are just as cruel as a white officer because you are in a organization that is designed to harass people. And like they'll never respect you. And they'll never. Yeah. Because they're racist anyway. Yeah. They, you know, I think another thing with these like so-called elite squads, these little um uh, these tier you know, one operators. Yeah. The yeah. varsity team, whatever. <laughs> it's like. I think part of the danger with them is the fact is the competitive nature of them. It's competitive to get in them, you know, to win a spot in this kind of squad. It's competitive to stay in it. You're competing with each other for who can rack up the most arrests, who can brutalize the most people. And you can see after the attack is, you know, finished and he's kind of lying limp against this car that they're you know, uh, the, like a sports team that just won, you know, just like won a really big game. Like yes, they're yeah. kind of, you know, like bumping chests and like high-fiving and talking about, you know, yeah, I got pepper sprayed too. Even and, though you fucking idiot, you pe- were pepper spraying each other or yourselves. And it reminded me just like the after game chat of an airsoft game where people like go blow by blow with like the, yeah. their role and involvement in it. It's like, oh man, then he swung and I was like, Whoa. and I like dodged that shit and I was like, fuck you motherfucker. And then I kicked him and then it's it, it's insane yeah it is like, like which also doubles as a way of like getting your story straight like everyone's yeah. getting their story and straight and which yeah. they which they're very clearly doing yeah. yeah and for the record watch the footage he did not swing like there was basically zero resistance yeah. to like the he looks like he's squirming trying to get away that is yeah. the beginning yeah. and end of any resistance that he's offering he is completely unarmed he's very he's he's no threat he's to anyone a small you know he's a very slight man like it's, he had like just, a severe crohn's disease so like he couldn't keep weight on yeah and like these guys are like jacked they're huge they're huge and they just like crush him yeah Yeah. it's it's um and it really like the 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 metaphor of the varsity team like the varsity football team i like kind of can't get out of my head because like you know during practice you're competing against each other but Mm -hmm. on game day you are you know you are the team and Mm -hmm. that creates this very kind of toxic mindset of like you against the world Mm -hmm. and showing off for you know for your fellow teammates and it's just it's it's so bad already in a police department, much less when you add these kind of elite squads that that are um, <laughs> that glorify the kind of brutality that they that they are known for and that they are designed to do that they are created to do. Yeah, it, like, I don't know, coming to mind is like some hypothetically uh, or what's coming to mind right now for me is like some hypothetical, like seriously wrong sketch where we can imagine the human nature to want to compete and like, um, collaborate with, with your, you know, sports team as it relates to, uh, policing, but like in a good way, it's like, Oh, I got like six cats out of that, uh, trees this week. Like, Oh, I, I helped like 20, uh, old ladies cross the street. It's like, Oh shit, man. It's like, those are pro numbers, man. You know? 12 <laughs> cans of the food pantry, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got 14. Yeah. Oh, nice. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I, I, the question is constantly like, okay, like what would a public safety organization look like that wasn't these fucked up Nazi Gestapos? 
you know, like what would that be? Right. And it would have to be completely different in the incentive structure, in the uh, ideology, in the uh, types of trains. Like it, it, it would you'd have to reform the police to the point where they were literally unrecognizable from their former self. Yeah. Like down to like the lime green VW bug with the little plastic like dancing plant <laughs> on the cover and then <laughs> in sports referee uniforms like, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they, they can't, they can't look like an invading force. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's no, just, they should look yeah. like a, uh, like crosswalk, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the ladies who help the kids at the crosswalk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which in a lot of places are part of the police department. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's really, uh, yeah. I don't... So anyway, rest in power, Tyree Nichols, um, and Tortuguita. Um, and speaking of which, we covered this last weekend, but the, there were, you know, like, uh, I guess like for lack of a better word, like riots in Atlanta in response to the murder of Tortuguita. And apparently like a bunch of, um, cop cars were burned and a bunch of people are being charged with, uh, domestic terrorism in response to that. Yeah. And they're, I got, they're like white out of towners. I got to say, don't like fly across the country to a city that you're not from and do like property destruction unless you are like specifically given sanction to by uh people of color who actually live there because like this is it gives white people a terrible reputation at these kind of protests when they do this it really does like yeah it makes them unwanted and unwelcome i was uh so i i um i was uh one of the people that that led and organized the uh the response to to tyree nichols here in troy and uh yeah it was it was like dark to really like look into i don't know like what to 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 do about this or like how to respond he's like there's a couple things like one is that um everything that the memphis police department was at the you know on january 7th when this happened are all um uh demands that have happened in troy in the past uh more black officers um uh more training better training more training that they're um connected to the community that you know like they talk to people that you know like all that stuff they did fucking all of it and you know what? This still fucking happened, right? So, like, all this shit that that people, like, demand that are, like, a reform, it it doesn't, it does absolutely nothing, right? It was like, so, there, there's that. And it was good to hear, like, some other organizations in the, in the city, like, change their demands to, in re, you know, like, in response to that. But it's, like, I, it's, it, it's fr- infuriating that, like, you need to, like, be, like, shown through someone's death that like your demands were bullshit even though it was like very clear in the first place and people told you that and you didn't listen right so like there's that and then then there's also like i i mean yeah i flying in from you know your liberal arts college to burn a cop car like whatever it's like i mean you know like now everyone's tax dollars are gonna go buy them a bigger better cop car but like i i just like i'm just i've been seeing i'm so i'm so tired of these events i'm just so tired of them I don't want to do them anymore. They don't do anything. They don't build power. People feel like they did something because they talked to the the the, the press and right waved a sign. And, well, it, and it, it doesn't it, do. It anything. was like a vigil, right down at. Um, yeah, uh, well, yeah, we held. Yeah, Parker we held a vigil. It was. Yeah, you know, people spoke out about like what, how they were feeling and like that's important. Um, I I get the deep sense though that uh, people feel like they did something and you didn't. We well, didn't, and it and it. Um. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm getting, I, I just, I, I, the, the last year was the most deadly year in the United States for, for police. Uh, I had the name, the number memorized. It was like 1,170, I think people were murdered by police last year. It was the worst in several years. And, uh, uh, and a, a democratic Congress with a democratic president, like just blew the doors off the number of federal funding to police. And this was after like, historic amounts of uh street protest on this topic and yep. it got worse and yep. lots of burnt cop cars and yeah. a burnt yep. down police precinct yeah. and like it's you know and it, they just got more money yep um yeah. and they and they're killing more they're 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 now you know exacting their retribution and it's um and like something very fundamental on how we deal with this issue has has to has to change because we're 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 making it seems like it's get it's only getting worse. Yeah, let's be clear. Don't, we don't really know what will work, but we are starting yeah. to get a very good picture of what does not work. Yeah. yeah. And, and this isn't working. Yeah. 
So, sound it off in the comments. How the fuck do we solve <laughs> do we this, solve this problem? problem? Yeah. How do we deal with this gang of unaccountable, bloodthirsty murderers? Yeah. It would be really cool if we could come up with a solution. So the the uh, the event yesterday, Saturday, twenty uh, eighth was um was well attended. I think I, I I've heard anything between like fifty to a hundred people, which is a, a, a wide range. I I think it was probably closer to like seventy five, eighty, ninety uh, or something like that, and um. And it was cool. We had like a very wide range of uh, uh, organizations, including I thought this was interesting. Like, like uh, the Party for Socialism and Liberation (PSL) was uh, was there. And as I was getting this set up, you know, I look on Twitter and I see there's like a bunch of people like saying like, you know, never listen to PSL. Don't follow anything PSL says or does. Like, very yeah, scary. it was really yeah. it was very anti PSL. Yeah, and right, neo Trotskyites. Yeah, right. right. And there's a couple things going on there. I think one is that like. The, the big city folks, right? You know, like the people mostly in New York City. I don't know what the hell is going on with PSL in New York City, but it's clearly not, doesn't have the best reputation. Uh, whether that's earned or not, I, 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 would, I wouldn't be surprised if it is earned. But this is a, a, the interesting uh, difference between organizing uh, in smaller cities and towns versus very large cities. And this is the Ironweeds difference right here, folks, right? Is that like, <laughs> Um, it's the same with podcasting in large cities yeah. versus smaller cities <laughs> yeah, and towns. Yeah, um, is that like the PSL people that showed up to us were just lovely? They, you know, like they yes, they have they have matching signs. Um, if that disturbs you, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, but you know, like they, they're um, I, I, the someone came up to the mic yeah, after after we had like the people who were scheduled to speak. You know, had an open mic and someone from PSL showed up. She's a um, an Iraqi woman, um, an Iraqi immigrant that, uh, she, um, uh, very, uh, loudly and cogently, uh, described like how the, uh, American empire kind of returns to its own shores and it, it's sort of like a boomerang effect, boomerang kind of, yeah. And like the, the, like the violence that you exact on other people eventually comes back, mm-hmm. um, to discipline its own labor, uh, to, realign like you know like a lot of the contradictions that happen at the core of empire it was it was was really good and it's like uh, um so like i i um i i don't know really if this is worth saying but you know just like again twitter of course isn't the real world and um you know like your mileage i think definitely varies when it comes to like specific organizations and whether or not they are uh capital b bad or capital g good right I, i like these Actually, probably for worse is that like lots of these organizations are radically different in different places because they are not well disciplined and organized. They just aren't. Same with DSA. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. Black Lives Matter also. Right. Yeah. Like these are yeah, radically different. different organizations in, you know, that are like federated along like what is essentially a brand. Yeah. Right. And like, so these are, you, you can't uh, mark all as, yeah. yeah don't, don't use too wide of a paintbrush to uh, describe these organizations because yeah. they're very varied. And one more reason to log off if you needed one. Yeah, and in, like, and just don't think that every single thing that every New York City organizer has to say about oh, their overgeneralizations about the world are always applicable everywhere because it's, you know, they, it's, it's a very myopic view that, you know, everything that happens in Chicago or LA or New York City or Boston or whatever is the way that it is everywhere because it's just, it's very, very different in places like Albany and Troy. And yeah. So, yeah. I have only ever had very pleasant interactions with PSL people. Yeah uh so uh, compl- uh, not disconnected <laughs> from this uh this conversation on uh policing and and activism is um turns out uh here in troy we're having a hard time getting people to run for city council uh, surprise surprise yeah, gee, yeah i wonder why uh, a job that sucks and uh doesn't pay very well it's very hard to get <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah and uh this is like an internship yeah <laughs> it's worse than an internship the vast majority of people that do it are like you know pretty well off retirees that are helping out their contractor buddies yeah um so yeah. go figure yeah so in troy it is like a pretty demanding part-time job close to a full-time job depending you know it can definitely turn into a full-time job if you like actually work hard at it uh but it's meant to be a part-time job with uh that pays you fifteen thousand dollars a year is what uh city council members 
uh, get they don't they used to get health insurance through it also but then um anastasia roberts the one uh at the time the only black city council member um was uh actually uh saying some uh nasty things about the police and uh, all of a sudden uh and she was the only person using the health insurance and all of a sudden the health insurance went away and never came back huh so um that's a uh, uh, coincidence right? so, yeah so that 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 alarming coincidence um is probably part of you know like the reason that it's hard to get people to run but you know like th- there's a there's a times union article about this that basically doesn't mention any of the actual reasons why uh people <laughs> are not running it's a mystery yeah yeah i mean i mean they, they cite uh um a nationwide division and partisan politics and like so people are just kind of like ew yucky politics and like that's probably one of the dumbest things to uh think about is i wouldn't think it would be the opposite yeah of course it would be the opposite it was like like do you you don't want an opportunity to be like playing in like the like at least the farm leagues of like <laughs> what has become like national sports now yeah. is is like whether or not you're trying to like take down the pedophile ring in your neighborhood yeah, or not. I th- like, i think come on, of yeah, course people want to do that i think it's if there was a single um or there's a set of reasons um i would say one the pay and the obligations that that pay doesn't properly remunerate uh and uh two the fact that there's not really a significant enough difference between the democrats and the republicans at the city level they do the same shit for the same reasons um they all love and kiss the boots of the police and they all uh you know do everything they can to bend over backwards to help um passive income recipient uh land developers uh you know make as much money as possible from the city and drive up rents etc cetera, etc cetera. um i'd say those are probably the two biggest reasons why people don't want to get involved uh it reminds me of the mayoral race uh what was it like three years ago where there was zero daylight between their positions yeah. oh, like a hundred percent it was just a bunch of people uh w- like trying to per- do their personal branding uh to get in office and do the same exact shit um yeah i uh, i i think there's actually slightly different reasons for the different parties um this article does like in like one of the, the like the last uh paragraphs mention the fact that like um a lot of the republican uh rensselaer county republicans are being indicted on federal like like charges of like yeah. election fraud and yeah doing, uh, doing yeah. frauds yeah um and also stick around for a bonus episode uh where we um are deep dive deep dive into the boss baby himself steve mclaughlin oh and we are going to dive we are going to dive deep. so deep into into the murky waters of steve so all, all the you know like all the fans of the boss baby the mclaughlin maniacs like stay tuned we got the soundboard uh, yeah. ready oh yeah it's always ready it's always at, at the yeah. at the helm yeah so republicans it's like oh uh, do i want to um uh, go to jail uh, probably not. Like you know, you probably might want to sit this one out at least <laughs> until like the dust clears and then run as a Republican, right? So I can imagine a lot of people just being like, "I don't want to get close to that right now." Um, uh, as uh, and as for Democrats, it's like everyone who has run on the Democratic line will tell you that the Democratic Party will not help you with anything. Yeah, the Democrats yeah. don't run here. We there's it's a three to one margin of registered Democrats to Republicans in the city and every single council race is contestable and, and winnable by a Republican. Um, because the, de- and it's because the Democrats like just don't try. Yeah. They don't, they don't support their candidates. They will actively undermine their candidates when they, uh, aren't sufficiently like middle of the road lib. And, uh, and I think that's, it's kind of like the, the example there, or I, I think that's kind of like the heart of it is that, um, the imagined constituent for the established Democratic Party in Rensselaer County, and for most of the capital region, I would say, does not exist anymore, right? It's like the, 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 the Dem establishment wants, like, you know, uh, um, fiscally conservative, socially liberal kind of soccer mom person. Yeah. And those that, people are Republicans now. Yeah, and those people are Republicans. <laughs> And all the Democrats, like, actually maybe want anyone who's, like, registered Democrat and might be, like, active in politics, like, sees the kind of stuff that's happening with the police and the Republican, um, like, malfeasance and, like, outward fraud and, like, the fraud that's going on at 10, 11 second that we've Mm -hmm. covered a lot. Mm -hmm. They see all of this and are like, this is obviously disgusting. I want something very, very different. And all the Democrats want is someone that will, you know, like, work together in a partisan fashion to get things done. And it's like, that's... and, And so the Democratic Party just, like, either totally drops and alienates 
like people that work that would that would work hard and then like that spreads to everyone else everyone's like yeah i'm not getting part of that or um or or they just like they try and the democratic party doesn't endorse them mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they don't get to run at all yeah it reminds me of the democrats don't want them yeah this whole conversation we've had today reminds me a lot of uh jessica ashley and how jessica ashley was like this extremely um principled and impressive candidate uh, who, you know, came to the political fore uh, in the light of the Coco Pelli uh, police riot uh, and, uh, you know, spoke, you know, like a amazing, amazing speech where she, you know, talked about dozens of acts of police brutality that she had witnessed in her life growing up in Troy. And uh, actually an anecdote in which she like stopped a would-be Tyree Nichols type of event uh, from happening um, in Troy, where she like interceded in a violent arrest of a, you know, motorist that wasn't posing a threat to anybody and like got the uh, cop to basically like tone it down uh, just from the, the being witnessed. Uh, and she ran, I think for district one and got very little support. Um, and that was, you know, a long time ago, but you know, it's just like, I don't know, like insurgent candidacies uh, are totally possible in Troy. And it's really just going to come down to if they're somebody who's willing to do this work and make themselves, um, you know, a, uh, a known um, agent of change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know four black women that has run for Troy city council in the, uh, in the last decade. And each and every one of them either was not endorsed by the party or was, and then subsequently abandoned completely. Yeah. And like, that's, uh, so uh, that, that that that's just like the na- the state of things, yeah. and like you know, it's a lot of work for very little pay. So you're already starting off with a, with you know only so many folks who are able to do that just materially. Mm-hmm. But it's also a lot of work to get elected, and that's totally unpaid. And yeah. you need a lot of support. So now you need basically some maybe some kind of organizational backing or like a lot of friends who really want to help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a lot of knocking on doors at four thirty and five on a Tuesday. Not every can do that so there are all kinds of reasons that it's very uh you know exclusionary but i think the 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 pay and the um it's not even incompetence what would you call it corruption. just like corruption yeah, <laughs> yeah no, just the, yeah the corruption yeah. of the democrat the local yeah. democratic party yeah but, but well both parties right like both parties well, but are i mean if you're talking about corrupt. wanting yeah. like you know for three to one voter registrants who are democrats mm-hmm. It is expected to not be able to find that many Republicans, but right. really what we're having is the opposite, where the Republicans have an easier time finding people to run than the Democrats do, yeah. despite the fact that they outnumber them three to one. I mean, that's a lot of that's also because the Democrat, the Republicans make use of smaller third party ballot lines. So yeah, you know, or, it's kind of misleading to say <laughs> like three to one. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. just like straight up endorse a Democrat and uh, throw their own uh, mayoral candidate under the bus. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually there is uh, one part in in this uh story that really um like uh tells tells on itself in like a really incredible way that I'm surprised that they wanted to put this in print and I think this is like a nice way to just like kind of like end this 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 topic is that um <laughs> um while the parties vet the few candidate applications they receive, they also consider family ties. Oh, God. <laughs> Traditionally, city political leaders want to know who a candidate is candidate is related to on both sides of the family. It's considered to be a source of voter support. Right. Yeah, because if you can get all your cousins out to vote for you, that's like eight votes. You know, that's <laughs> enough to make or break a district election. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and you can, and you can also, you know, kind of like map out these families and see like yeah, like uh, some stuff that the Famiglias of Troy. Yeah, looks real <laughs> fucking shady. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I uh, too bad that uh, no one wants to either uh, go to jail or go bankrupt uh, trying to run this uh, godforsaken city. You know, nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> nobody wants to run anymore. What? What? What's next? Nobody wants to post anymore. No one wants to burn down cop cars anymore. Oh, travel across the country so to do sad. so. Well, you know what really fucking sucks is no one wants to pump oil out of the Saudi desert for dollars anymore. Oh That's what God. fucking sucks. Dun, dun, dun. Talk yeah. about fake friends. Yeah. They've always we, been fake friends ever since 9-11. You know, they just, they say one thing to us, to our face, and then another behind our back. Just imagine, Brittany and I have been rewatching The Office. Um, I'm, I, I feel comfortable enough admitting that. On, I on love microphone. The Office. I don't yeah. care if that makes me basic. And, and just like imagining like the, 
you know, like the, the scene where Pam is like telling, you know, like she runs across the coals and then she talks to Jim. It's just like, imagine like, uh, uh, like Pam is Saudi Arabia and Jim is the United States. And she's like, things have been weird between us. And I don't understand why. <laughs> and, except like, you know, coming, you know, going to Stanford I, is nine 11. <laughs> I stopped taking other currencies because of you. And now we're not even friends. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, then, so in that case, going so in that case, going to Stanford is the is the OPEC uh, oil embargo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so in nineteen, so it, um, for those that don't know, in nineteen seventy, um, uh, Jim asked Pam uh, to uh, break up with her fiance, and uh, she said no, and so he moved to Stanford and uh, uh, dated um, the lady that would eventually do a supporting uh, role in Parks and Recreation. Um, no. Okay. So the. <laughs> Let's try this again. The um, OPEC crisis in the 70s is why everyone couldn't get gas. And so that's why everyone drove like a Ford Pinto or something. People were smarter back then. They didn't try to fill like thank you bags with gasoline. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The good old days. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because there was, there was lead in the gasoline, and so, like, people couldn't even, like, think of, like, different alternative containers to put things in because they they were so brain dead. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, but uh, one, one way that, to break that logjam is that, you know, um, uh, genius and Nobel Peace Prize deserver uh, um, Kissinger, Henry Kissinger. Oh, yeah. Um uh uh said like okay well we'll we'll take the price that OPEC wants but we, but you have to uh sell everything in US dollars and what that has done ever since is um because most oil can only be bought and sold in dollars one it lets the United States essentially have a veto power on who gets cheap oil uh uh here comes you know like you know Cuba Venezuela uh right you know, like countries that like like can't uh, developed because they are uh, uh, not allowed to get the energy reserves that everyone else gets. Uh, and then the other thing is that, um, you know, like when our uh, currency goes up and down, because it's also at this time, like 1973, where we uh, uh, get released from the gold standard, that like all of our, uh, our, we can. Thanks, Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> We can, we can, ironically, thanks, Nixon. (laughs) We can do things to our currency vis a vis other currencies that will make gasoline more expensive for other nations and cheaper for us. Yeah. Which is actually the position that we are in right now. Because even though inflation is really bad in the United States, it's even worse pretty much everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so, gasoline, if you think it's bad, (laughs) we're number one. (laughs) And so, if you think gasoline is bad here, right? The prices are even worse everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so Saudi Arabia, which does nothing but pump oil out of the ground, is like looking at the waning United States influence, especially with regard to like, say, you know, the war in Ukraine, which is pretty contentious everywhere else. Uh, you know, they um, uh, are like, well, we might as well start selling stuff to the Chinese, to Europe, because the, like like now that like Russia is on everyone's bad list, it's going to be uh you know like the, there's a wide open market for petroleum products here. Yeah, and specifically it, in their currencies. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is you know the shattering, or at least it's a signal that they're about to shatter this thing that we call the petrol dollar. Yeah, and the petrol dollar being you know this like sweetheart deal that Kissinger uh, arranged in exchange for the protection of OPEC nations, as well as arms trades, you know, like the, um, you know, the Saudis have been uh, waging a genocidal war uh, in Yemen, and we arm and refuel their planes and give them like, you know, weapon systems and all this shit. And uh, yeah, it's all basically to keep the uh, most important commodity on the planet petroleum uh sold in our currency which artificially buoys the value of our currency as well as allows for us to have sweetheart arrangements where it's cheaper for us and more expensive for other people um and so if this happens um and it's not just you know bluster uh it's probably going to change a lot about the um international trade relationships of the united states and the uh we'll call it the living standard or the um the relative uh, uh, ease by which Americans can procure lots of treats. Yeah, and, the, and like you think of this on the backdrop of like Argentina and Brazil considering like a common currency, 
and uh, um, African nations uh, seeing their debts be forgiven from Chinese lenders and like being ratcheted up from uh multilateral or like paris agreement kind of like yeah, world uh, bank paris club kind of stuff you know like all all these other you know like this this general global realignment just seems uh 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 bad for the american empire it doesn't seem like we're on the winning side of pretty much any of these um yeah, which could be good Changes, for the rest of the world. We'll see. Which is which will be good for the rest of the world. We're not number one. We're not number one. <laughs> you know, like I, you know, don't want to get like too academic about like the like the war in Ukraine, though, right? But it, it is like defying like both sides, like five dimensional chess moves that I think they're, they're like both are trying to do. Where like it seemed like Russia thought that this would. Um, of like shatter the NATO alliance, and it's and it's instead kind. Of, it seems to be kind of growing in fits and or like trying to grow. Yeah, no, I think uh, didn't uh, Switzerland uh, join? They want to, but they also, but like Turkey doesn't like a lot of what uh, they um they have to say about like the about, PKK. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, and, and you know, so like there, there's stuff like that, and but then there's also like the fact that you know, um you know europe need like is heavily reliant on russian gas and uh it's becoming very expensive to be an american like salt foot soldier mm-hmm. now um uh in in the global economy so like i there's it's just becoming fewer and fewer reasons to like do what uh the united states state department says and uh uh, I, I think it's it, well. The, well, at the same time, Ukraine or it seems like Russia thought that they could do some sort of like flash invasion, shock and awe style thing, and they definitely couldn't. Um, and uh, uh, and so like both seem to just so and it seems to just you know like the United States just wants to like put Russians and Ukrainians in like just like a meat grinder and just like wait hope that like they that Russia exhausts itself and that Ukraine becomes like some sort of like basket case that they can come in and like create some sort of like client state like you know in the in the shape of israel and then uh, uh and, and you know get cheap wheat for a while out of that or something it's just like very very disturbing to, yeah. to see all the all, we, the all these moves we just shipped them i think uh, uh or we're shipping actively like i think 31 or so abrams tanks which is an acceleration of our commitment to their the conflict so, and, th- so that's going to take months actually yeah. right uh, that that they might show up by spring and then they still need to be trained on them they're highly technically yeah. um difficult supply yeah. chains to keep those things going and apparently the whole thing is actually just to get the more battle ready and appropriate for the conflict uh leopard or as you know the germans say leopard um <laughs> uh tanks uh that are made uh to to go there but yeah, it's just, you know, it's international um, uh, war profiteering, yeah. like, on a grand scale uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's really disturbing. And, and the fact, like, how loud they've been saying, we're going to send tanks, like, really just seems like something, like, they're trying to do something else, like, exhaust Russian armies in the winter, is to, like, try to get something done before the tanks arrive or something. I don't know. I'm not, you know, like, this. Like, the I'm tanks aren't going to change the scope of the, of the battle. Yeah, the point's yeah, just yeah. to sell tanks. Yeah. yeah. The point is to sell yeah. tanks. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we're not in another war this is the one war that we're actively uh doing you know as a proxy and oh my god these these uh these companies profits are just like astronomical they just did like their first 2023 like quarter earnings and they're just like across the board just like to the moon it's like really disturbing it's fucking terrible gotta love public private partnership yeah so while boeing and lockheed martin and general dynamics make um a fuck ton of money uh, you know who else is making a fuck ton of money is landlords. Yeah. Uh, and Look, landlords work hard, okay? <laughs> you know how hard it is to ignore all those calls and emails? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, so, like, these are just, like, several contradictions that are all, like, coming to the fore at once, right? That um, uh, we... The declining rate of profit just means, like, right, you have to find wealth somewhere, and real estate is just, like, always, like, this place where you, you can just, like, make, just, like, invent money by just saying a place is more more valuable. And there's now, is like, increasingly, like, more systems that allow landlords to price fix 
together like they collude on prices through all these databases and 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 web tools that will let you like go find like the average price for a similar uh a unit um within so many blocks right so like everyone basically gets on the same price Mm -hmm. and then they can all ratchet it up uh, in in succession it's almost like there's a conspiracy (laughs) of the people who own things to further the rate of exploitation um by over the people who don't yeah fucking weird right and and that there and we should also say and there are fewer and fewer people doing it right there's a consolidation of uh and, few, and of even fewer, fewer individuals like it's not people like now yeah. it's companies it's yes. holdings invitation yeah. homes bl- i think blackrock yeah. holdings a lot of private capital right yeah um which is new this is a new thing that like corporate or like pri- large scale private capital owns uh um housing across the country that is new uh housing landlords uh housing real estate ownership has always been a regional economy for a long time uh because there, because mostly because there was so few tools to make that collusion that I, I was just describing happen but now you can do it so they do um and uh but thank and so the the biden administration was actually considering kind of like tamping the brakes on this because um there is like a national interest problem that like even a capitalist nation is is concerned about if like its workforce can't hold on to any money for long enough to consume it until like, I consume things. Right. Is it, if it's just like one, uh, enormous company giving someone money and then that money immediately leaves to an, another enormous company, there's a ton of other enormous companies that aren't making any money <laughs> because you're not buying any of their shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they were coming up with this like national, uh, renters bill of rights. Which sounds awesome. Which did have some good stuff in it about, like, you know, like, you're, like, we'll link to it. You can go look at it if you want. Uh, But in comes the National Apartment Association, which is uh, a group of landlords. They stand up for small business owners, okay? (laughs) And they put together this this short um, press release, basically spiking the football in public about how they killed a national rent control bill. uh, uh, Or executive order, rather. Uh, and and it's it's just like so blatant. It's it's pretty incredible that they that they they just basically say like we talk to people in the White House about how much we don't like this, and they didn't do it. And that's basically the whole story. Yeah, is that like this is just happening out in the open with no regard for like what uh, people think about that being said, right? And in fact, you could even see this as like. A, a last like fuck you don't you dare do this to the biden administration on the part of the national apartment association because he's like there's no in the word of words of like economists right like this is an uh, uh housing is an elastic good right like you will pay all sorts of amounts of money to not be homeless yeah right and so like you it's got not to buy the proverbial balls <laughs> yeah yeah so it's not like a, 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 a an industry association like landlords have to really worry too much about like their public perception he's like oh what are you going to do like boycott housing, housing? Yeah, yeah what are you going to do seize all of our passive income real estate and turn it into a national housing cooperative owned and operated by the renters to for the purpose of creating as affordable housing as possible you wouldn't do that you couldn't do that <laughs> well no we can't do that right and so that's why they feel so comfortable doing yeah this, we don't right? have guns to do yeah, that. yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, uh no one uh has uh read the good word of mal <laughs> to like <laughs> you know for them to actually be afraid yeah we need more maoists yes yeah, yeah that's a that's a sentence right uh you know just so i don't know the 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 countryside surrounds the city so that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i mean this happens with all kinds of things right like where you know biden's like yeah we'll cancel student loans and then the banks are like will you will you know and he's like oh no man oh, i'm sorry jack can't do that <laughs> Turn, turns, uh, out, turns out the rich people don't like that. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I, I said too I much. Shouldn't have said uh, that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, tough up today. Tough up. Yeah, wildflower, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. Um, uh, do, per- do you guys hear that? 
No. No, I don't hear anything. Yeah, that's because it's that's because it's quiet. This is my new drone, by the way. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, this very scary uh, quadcopters floating. It's got a uh, red, you know, laser eyes coming out of it. It has uh, a flamethrower. <laughs> that's not quiet. No. But the propellers, you can't even hear them. The it's subs- like a Prius. This thing can sneak up on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear the subsequent squir- screams that much better. <laughs> so yeah, good news to uh, park enjoyers. Um, uh, what else? Uh, the people of Gaza. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're no longer going to be uh, tormented by the constant buzzing of annoying drones piloted by assholes like me. If you're um, a manatee, this is great news. Yes, true. Because yeah. this technology is uh, also works underwater. Yeah. 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 So it's it, uh, we should say what the hell this is, right? This is very ba- my my favorite kind of research and development. Very basic shit, yeah. right? This is not... First principles. Yeah, first... Right, it is um, a new kind of propeller. Yep. And it's in the shape of the universe. A donut. Yeah. Or a toroid, yes. for my geometrically inclined. <laughs> um, but yeah, these toroidal blades, um, designed by an unnamed intern, who is not uh, credited with the <laughs> invention at all. Um, it, well, look, they didn't get paid, so, yeah. you know, why should they get credit? Yeah. yeah so, uh, is it, maybe to help you, like, imagine, you know, like, so, like, both, like, either a helicopter blade or a, a, a screw on a on a boat, right? Boat propeller, right? You just see, like, f- blades, right? Like a, like a fan blade. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it goes around in a circle. And what this is instead is kind of like an infinity symbol looking yeah. thing. And every, like, like lobed, yeah, yeah, every lobe of the, the blade is itself like almost like a, um, what do they call that when you take like a, a like a, a ring and you twist it, a Mobius strip? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. almost like a Mobius strip type of thing. And I guess the, the fundamentals about it is that it eliminates a lot of the tip vortices and it makes the vortices more even throughout the, um, the, like the, the length of the propeller, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, they have some CFD modeling uh, in a video in the article that we're going to link uh, that sort of shows it all. Uh, but they're very quiet. Yeah, yeah it's so, a CFD modeling of the vortices. God, is what, is what makes it happen. Yeah. Can't get enough of that shit. Yeah. Right, so basically all... Like, Computational this, fluid dynamics. I almost came up with that, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah no, you came, it was, it was close. really close. I was on the toilet. Honestly, I'm kicking, my, I'm kicking myself. Yeah. <laughs> I should always think of donuts. I should always think <laughs> I'll teach you. Right, so it's just like the sound that you hear from either like a helicopter or, or a boat propeller... Uh, um, is like that, like turbulence off the edge of of the blade, basically, yes. and this removes the edge uh, by wrapping the thing basically around itself, uh, and the result is a much quieter uh, m- and much more efficient blade, right? So this also the the push force, right, is just it, it goes along the entire blade, mm-hmm. making like a 30-40% increase in efficiency or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um and and so like there there's a reason why this is a wildflower, right? Beyond the fact that um this will now make like silent attack helicopter drones. Right? Like let's bracket that. Is obviously hey, this those is going can be, to be used in any way. Yeah. Those could be used for social good. Yeah. Right. So like this will of course obviously first and foremost be a military application because that's also probably what paid for this research. But okay. But then also there are things like one, um yeah, the the all those drones that are flying around will be a little less annoying. Um, God, I hate those fucking that things. Noise like that will go away uh, to a large degree, so that's cool. But what's actually I think really important is the propeller blade yeah. thing. Because this is a um not a much more expensive piece of technology it can fit on a your average outboard motor or you know like, right it's just like those propeller blades are meant to be taken off and replaced because you know if you hit a rock or a manatee or something yeah, this is on a if, boat it by fucks the way. up the yeah. blade yeah right and and it has to be replaced and, then, and that's a f- fairly common boat thing is to replace that that propeller uh screw and so you can just take off the old one put this new one on and it is uh, really, really quiet and way more efficient. So the efficiencies go up. So that's a good for if we ever want to have like electric powered boats. Yep. The efficiency is up there. And then the second thing is that the sound of boating really fucks up wildlife. Like yeah. there's been lots of studies that show that like dolphins are, have to yell at each other a lot yeah, of the time. Whales are like losing whole parts of their language because they can't hear, they literally can't hear each other. Yeah. Over the din of, you know, the Anthropocene's, you know, turbines yeah. or uh, propellers. Yeah. And so that that is what 
really excites me is that like this isn't like the manufacturing is maybe a little bit more complicated because it's it's a fairly it's hard to make a donut um, yeah it's a very elaborate uh, like get up design early. <laughs> 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 and, and then the, all the twisting right you know it's not just a, right um but the uh uh but it, but it, at the end of the day it is like a fixed like shape mm-hmm. that you plug on that you take off the old one you put the new one on and it uh is more efficient and quieter and, and I the think fact that's that it's really more exciting. efficient makes it more likely for private industry to actually pick it up and use yeah. it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're certainly not going to do it just because they care about dolphins you know th- larynxes like yeah. they're gonna you know do dolphins have a larynx do I they care. use that to communicate i who knows well, I'm sorry. My questions <laughs> bother you. <laughs> so, yeah, a new shape just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, I'm pumped for it. I'm going to try and print some out. Yeah. 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 I, it was cool. Like, I found this article, uh, and it was basically a gift to Chris. I was very excited <laughs> for Chris to see this. This is definitely was, a, Chris, a Chris article. Yeah, yeah, he was super excited about yeah. it. I was, I was right. <laughs> Lo- love me some STEM. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. Hope you enjoyed it. We're about to record an episode on Steve McLaughlin, everybody's favorite county executor, executive, county executive, um, who was recently just found uh, not guilty for uh, temporary insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, acquitted of all charges. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do less than an hour. But took the jury less than an hour. Yep. So we're going to do a, a bonus episode on his whole life and um, all the weird shit that he's done. So if you want to hear about that, <laughs> head on over to patreon.com slash ironweeds. You can listen to it for a dollar. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweeds pod. And on Instagram. Ironweedspod. Send us an email. Why don't you? At ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. I'm the boss of this county. (laughs) Oh, and real quick, uh, big shout out to everybody who came out to the Zombie Giuliani shows. And uh, we had a ton of fun, both nights, Friday and Saturday. And uh, thanks a lot to Yort, uh, one of the, I think the bassist uh, from Yort, actually, uh, who invited us to come play, is a fan of the podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. And yeah, you guys fucking rocked the house. It was really great playing with you. And uh, yeah, until next time, folks. Peace.